What is going on, YouTube nights? Welcome to the Cover Price Top Shakers of the Week. And I got a couple of special guests with us. Today, we are also going to announce the giveaway of two six-month full subscriptions to Cover Price with our man, uh, our guys Matt and John from Cover Price. And if you got any questions, before we get started, boys and girls, let's kick it off with a little, uh, 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 you know, we haven't done a Lord's theme song in a while since we've been caught up with Halloween. So why don't you guys lather up a bit and we'll give this to you. To the longest intro in the world. Welcome to Lords <laughs> of the Long Box and the Cover Price Top Shakers of the Week. I got two old friends back with us. The two guys that are helped create this madness called the Cover Price Top Ten. The Shakers list. My friends John and Matt. Say what's up, guys. What's up? Hey, now guys, is it just me? Do, but does everyone else sing along to it now? I, they I, do. I totally they sing, do. I do and totally Matt, sing along. By the way, is in a haunted house. You will see a Pretty ghost much. walk behind so you. Long. Uh, so Matt is the comic book side of the house. John is the technical side of the house. And, uh, we are going to go over this and what I'm saying sometimes is right. Literally right out of Matt's mouth is those words. Uh, if you have any questions for the cover rights guys, ask them in the live chat and we'll try to answer them. There's one in there already. I see that I'll ask John about in a bit. And, uh, let's ask, let's get it off the top of back. Cause I think we talked about it last time you guys were on the show was about the conversions or of data, if you have a CLZ into cover price, how are you going with that data transfer so far? Is that available to users yet? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we are building a feature that's gonna allow you to do that yourself, but until we get to that point, we just reach out. Um, if you have an unlimited account, because there's no 
all the other price tiers have different like limits on how many comics you can add. But all you need to do is get a CSV file, like export it from CLZ or wherever, and we'll import it for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just send it uh, to uh, John at cover. Uh, my my little name right there. There you there, go. Right, there you go. There. John at I should have so, done that too. That's genius. <laughs> and that's, that's and if you want to get old Matt, it's Matt at coverprice.com as well. <laughs> so no, his, I, is co- his is totally different. <laughs> oh, it is. Well, yeah, I, just type in Matt and then it'll, it'll come to me. The internet there you go. The internet so I've actually done this before. John was able to add mine and it's very easy. There's a way to do it. Maybe I'll do a video for you guys to show you how to export your CLZ database into a CSV file. You set, and it's a small, relatively small file. So it's not this giant uh giant giant file you'll think about because csv files are typically small we don't want to two in the weeds of uh nerdy computer it geek stuff but it's relatively <laughs> easy and then uh you can upload it i think 98 99 of my books transferred over from zlz to cover price so it was awesome man so all right boys and girls so let's get john i will allow you to explain what is a shaker so a shaker is actually a book that during this uh, last week or so has just had major sales and we do it daily so if, you, if those of you who are familiar with cover price, you can come to the site and all of our data is sales driven. So only real sales make it to the site. And uh, we aggregate a bunch of lists. We have our variants, our shakers, um, our daily hot comics. Uh, and you can go and see that change every time, every day. Uh, one thing to mention is I, I just wanted to call out, we have just updated our entire backend. Uh, we now are running like a server farm of, of a gazillion different uh, servers. Um, it's faster. Um, all the the entire site is actually like speedy. So um, so yeah. So now because of because of that, we're now updating the site three times a day with new sales data. So it's not just once a day; it's three times. So this this shakers list is so it's uh, different from our cover price top ten, which is a um, uh, compilation of how many books sell. So and the percentage of growth. This is a single book that hits a dollar amount, and there's about fifty of them that can change on a daily basis. So Matt tries to ca- capture as many as he can in this list, and you know by the time he, we run it, there might have been price changes in it already. So um, and toward the end of the show, uh, John will do the drawing, and we'll give away two free six-month full-on subscriptions to Cover Price. If you're already a member, it'll add on six months to their already one-year subscriptions. That how it works, John. We can make that work for you guys. Sure. There you go. Just for <laughs> the Lord's viewers. So uh, once again, this is the Shakers Top 10. And this week has got some really cool books on here. Some that, books. Some books. I, there's one I have never seen in my life, to be honest with you. But uh, we'll get to that in a bit because it's quite fun. So that's right to it, boys and girls. This is the cover price, Shakers of the List. And to top it off, these are not in any particular order. It's not cr- typically like our countdown of the Top 10. But we'll just say it's in alphabetical order to keep things easy, man. So... First on the list is The Amazing Spider-Man number 316. This is the newsstand edition. Now, the direct edition sold this week for $750, which was near the top of the market for that book. However, the newsstand hoopla helped push the newsstand edition to $1,349 for a CDC 9.8, guys. That is an all-new high. Obviously, this is anything that's Venom-oriented. This is venom First cover appearance, I do believe, by Todd McFarlane, right? Yeah. And that's pretty notable. I mean, you think of all the covers that Venom's on right now. Uh, how this has been, you know, it's taken, I don't know, it's jumped up in the past two years. But, the, you know, the fact that it took that long to get as, you know, as hot is pretty, um, 
It's surprising yeah. because you see all like how many covers is Venom on these days? Exactly. And seeing this Venom not first. your Venom eyes or your Carnage eyes, it seems on everything. And I think these prices are actually going to kind of low for now. They're I think they're going to jump up even more. Yeah. When so... the, when the trailer drops, the second one. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Even aside from content, like just Donny Kate's run right now has lifted. You know, the heat just from that series is. Mm. Especially with the, the yeah. King in Black coming in December as well. Yeah. Um, and, and what's interesting is I always like to preface this whenever we talk about newsstand and direct stand is go to Comicron on Twitter or on their webpage or even ask him directly on Twitter. He'll tell you the difference between newsstand and direct stand depending on what year it is, right? Yeah. In certain years, if you think about the early 80s, there was probably more newsstand than there was direct stand because there wasn't a huge influx of comic book shops to like, what, maybe the mid to late 80s, and then they went away for a while. Uh, so this is all interesting. And right now, like, collectors' ears are perked up for anything newsstand, second print, third print. But first on the list is Amazing Spider-Man number 316, the newsstand edition. First, Venom by the Todd Father. Uh, <laughs> speaking of weird comics, when I saw this list, I go... This is a book I have never seen in my life. That's right, oh. boys and girls. If you've yeah. got this on your 2020 bingo card, you are a winner. <laughs> this is the Back to the Future Z-Box Retailer re, re exclusive variant. And essentially, it's an homage of the almanac that was in the freaking movie. This is the cover done by Dave Chang. This variant was one of those that was just hit the right nerve with Back to the Future fans. This is a spot on recreation a fantastic concept for a cover because it's basically dead on the same thing that was from the movie it looks like it's the damn almanac but it's actually yeah, a variant cover uh yeah, so, Cop so, yeah so, zbox was like a failed subscription service that kind of just they only lasted for a couple months they put out some you know i wouldn't call them low print because you don't know what the print run was exactly they could still have copies who knows but only a few kind of you know they, they weren't people weren't really ordering their subscription services. So a lot of these books only went out to a handful of people. Yeah. I remember this book and I thought about ordering it and I did it and I, I regret it greatly. It's a good, I, I, yeah, I, I tried just looking for it. Yeah. So yeah. it's a raw it's, copy sold for 450 bucks. And that's the, the highest was uh, a couple months ago for what, 560. I think I put it down. Like, yeah, so, yes. uh, 564 Raw in yeah, May of 2020. Raw. So do you think Michael J. Fox went back in time, saw this video and bought it so he could sell it? I'm wondering. Oh. No, I, you know, I have a feeling that some of them are still with the Z-Box guys. You know, they they could still have some. So they are slowly you, trickling them out onto the marketplace. No, I don't even think they're putting them out. It, you know, they probably put them in a storage bin somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's everyone's theory, right? Is that these are, but who knows? Maybe they only printed to order. Um, yeah, this is one I've, I've never uh, seen, uh, to be on, in person or online uh, or on eBay. Uh, this came out in IDW in 2015. So, uh, cause yeah. I, re I have the variants, the other variants for this, when it came out back to the future, uh, remember there was a black and white sketch variant, some other ones, yeah. but I have not seen this one. So there you go, man. If you find yeah, this. Cool snatched up because you know what i don't even think comic shops would know what they're sitting on if no they no this. they would see it in glaze over for sure and, and especially because it doesn't even say back to the future on it no it looks like the damn uh gray yeah. sports almanac <laughs> so <laughs> it go. is a very sneaky book yeah so we love those man so uh there you oh, go next on the list back to the future number one the z box 
Dave Chang Retailer Exclusive Variant. All right, next up is a book that uh, looks very familiar and should be familiar. It's Carnage Number Six, the Ron of Ron Lim Tomb of Dracula homage, one and fifteen variant. You know, obviously for Halloween comic coverage, everybody loves to hop on the Halloween comic coverage. You mix in Carnage is hot, Ron Lim is a fan favorite, and we got this one and fifteen selling for a hundred bucks. Not bad at all. I got to think that it was you know, due to the you know during maybe the Halloween season, and people were just hyped for it because you know it came and gone, but very cool. If you remember the Tomb of Dracula. And this homage from Carnage. And uh, like Matt was saying earlier, right? Anything Venom and Carnage right now, right? Well, it's been slowly climbing for a while. So homage covers are hit or miss. Some of them work, some of them don't. Um, I think it really comes down to if it's been um, overused. And, of course, this Tomb of Dracula one has been used uh, in several other books, but not as much as other covers. Um, So I think it just hit the right nerve. People really like this cover. They like the Carnage version of it. Um, it's hard to find because, current, you know, even 15 copies of Carnage 6, I don't know. Stores maybe got one um, at the max. So it's it's just a tough book to find. Yeah, Actually, so t- it came Tim, out in uh, 2016 as well. If yeah. you could, uh, can you share my screen for a sec, Tim? I have, um, sure. to that, um, back in the day, I was doing uh, some research on, because I love homage covers and stuff. And, and this one, I don't know if this is an exact like replica of it or if it's actually this but they call it the morning a loved one cover and i don't know if tomb of dracula was the one that kicked it off but there's a ton of let me see are you sharing my screen yeah um there's a ton of this kind of classic holding you know man holding woman who's dying uh homage right so everything from you know daredevil all the way across uh to bitey mouse i I love the bitey mouse one which, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what's uh, another one that you may want to look up is um, I like to call it the Vision pose, but the first appearance of Vision on the Avengers that pose Silver Surfer does that pose as well. That's one of the kind of poses that a lot of artists have kind of uh, I wouldn't say they were even homages. They could be straight up swipes because they don't really you know you know they're not yeah. claiming credit for it. Right? Or the, there's always been argument of what difference between a swipe and an homage was. The homage is they they actually said. And Todd McFarlane, I think, is the first one to started doing this. He would say, like, Todd after so-and-so. But back in the day, nobody really credited each other, and they were considered swipes. So, but that, right. those are awesome, man. So I'm yeah. Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, my, my favorite one of those is the – we actually talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Fringe, the comic book series based off yes, the TV show. Yes, I love that show. Man. There's oh, an alternate yeah. one of the Superman um, one of him, of Supergirl holding Superman. Um, and that's the only one where you see her holding Superman. That's action good. force oh my god yeah, I, can't such a good. <laughs> I think i have that actually uh, yeah that's in one of the uh, newsletters that we did right yeah it was uh, like three weeks ago yeah yeah there you go so there you go that's all the kind of goodies that you get on the cover price newsletter is this and it's sent out every week pretty much on a timely basis unless you know there's a flood in somebody's house that yeah, <laughs> right here that's why i'm in an airbnb <laughs> and, and in a cave of course <laughs> All right, boys and girls. So, uh, Carnage number six, cool. the Ron Lim Tuma Dracula homage, one in 15. We sell them for about 100 bucks. Next up is a huge, huge book. Yes, you guessed it. Edge of Spider Verse number two, the regular cover. And this, of course, is the first appearance of Spider Gwen or Ghost Spider, whatever her name is now. Finally broke grand with. Finally broke a grand with this week's CDC 9.8 sale of 1,000. Granted, prices will continue to fluctuate. However, Ooh. this is a new high sale. 
for Spider-Gwen. We've talked about Edge of Spider-Verse 2 before, but typically it's the Greg Land variant, which is super, super hot. But now we get the regular first cover, right? I mean, this is just, I mean, I like the first print because how many printings come out of this? There's like, what, five, six, uh, seven? There are six, five of these. So there's yeah. five different prints. And then there's also, they kind of redid a reprint for number issue zero. Um, yeah. They did two covers for that. And this is the uh, back in the day when Marvel, or especially specifically for this one, it was just different colors, except for I think the third print was like a designer. The third print was a design, and then the fifth print um, is uh, the comic bug. See, there's a color in a black and white. Yeah, but that's it's kind of amazing that it's hit a thousand now because it's a pretty high, relatively high print run. Because it's on. If you think about, if you look at the past five months everyone talks about miles and miles mania um he really helped bring gwen up with him because yeah. she there was no news about her um except for that uh, hint of about a possible spider woman film um but she's been like kind of just creeping up you know trying to catch up to miles and now they're kind of like parallel to each other right um they're both you know a grand miles can go a little bit higher uh gwen goes for a little bit lower sometimes there you go, John. Um, I got you on. Yeah. Uh, your, I got you on the. So you can oh, show all the different variants. You got yeah. a god god mode. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So there yeah. you can see all the different color variants, uh, and obviously we talk about the Greg Land, uh, which is the probably the hottest one to find. But now, if you the bottom ones too, uh, I forgot who did the cover on those on the. Um, oh, that's the uh, oh, CEO. Yeah, that's our local shop too, or a, a comic bug. Shout that, out, yeah, shout out comic bug. Uh, I I bought those directly from the comic bug on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, I still <laughs> have my design variant, and I sold my Greg Land variant for fifteen hundred. But uh, uh, to, yeah, it was good money I for had, me. But now it's even more than that. Yeah. I have one copy left. I had three. I sold mine for four hundred in two thousand sixteen, and I thought that was like fantastic. <laughs> yeah i had mine signed by greg land and it came back a 9 8 and then uh well yeah. you know I, I was actually part of a trade i got for a strange tales 110 so i'm happy because i'm a big Str dr strange fan i mean the rule back then was like modern books can't break a thousand right yeah. it, it, modern books couldn't break 500 maybe some of the really really rare variants um but they were like there was only about 20 that could do that um, yeah. now the, 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 that rule is thrown out Totally. I mean, everybody's yeah. a collector now. So, I like, yeah, before, do you remember the what if uh, Venom was Deadpool? What if Venom yeah, was Deadpool? Yeah. That was yeah. a hot one for a while, yeah. and then that one shattered prices as well. And that, and, you know, and you know, and that was an yeah. odd outlier too because it was out of continuity, maybe. Yeah. But you know, with Venom and Deadpool, I mean, two popular characters. So that recently had a new. It went back up a little bit. It actually had a three hundred dollar Ross sale uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, see, if yeah. Venom ever meets Deadpool in the movies, I'm telling you, it's gonna get hot. All right, it's still an awesome cover, so yeah, that, that never changes. Yeah, all right. Well, speaking of uh, spider books, I was actually on the Spine Tick show, I think, uh, last weekend, and somebody in the live chat asked me to go, What kind of books should you be hoarding? and I told people anything spider related going forward is gonna be hot, and this is one of those spider adjacent books. Howard the Duck, number one, the Ron Lim one in, one in 25 area, and you say, well, how is this spider related? Well, because it's the first appearance of Gwenpool, the mix of Gwen 
and Deadpool and you get Gwenpool and never thought this book would be speaking of this hot. First world appearance of Gwenpool continues to increase in price with this week's raw sale at $402. Yeah. Ren's work with quirky throwaway characters started as a joke because obviously it's Howard the Duck, but it's grown and grown on the cover. Her first appearance also on the cover is in Deadpool Secret War number two. Is that the one where she's on the swim pool? That's it. She's in the inner tube in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other hot book. So um, the the cover is the first time we saw her, and that sells for 50 to 60 raw. This one just sold raw four hundred and two dollars. So let me yeah. point, let me talk. Let me you go uh, go full screen on uh, John. And, here. and the that's, book to, the book to jump on like for people to look for now. There's a second print of that cover. Uh, it's all in red. Um, it's super hard to find. It's it's not. It's going to be an expensive book. And just so you guys it's, know, it's just her first cover appearance. She's not actually yeah. in the book itself. In the book itself is Howard the Duck number one. Like and like, you know what Matt, I was reading. What Matt was saying kind of started off as a joke, but it was a joke. They just yeah. they they took that. They they thought it was funny that Spider Gwen was so popular, so they took the character and did it for her as every other Marvel character. Like she was Groot. She was Doctor Strange. And then they did a Deadpool one, and it's weird how the market just latches on to some of these weird concepts. Like, just I mean, get ev- everything, and you won't miss out on it. Yeah, right. Right. Because who was collecting Howard the Duck back then? I was. I actually have this, and I when I, you send me this, I go, oh, I gotta go start digging in my long box and make sure I still have this thing. This this, this was the book I had in a nine eight, and I sold it three years ago. And, oh, trust me. Yeah. I always I always joke that we could talk like for hours about all of our oh, stuff that we shouldn't have sold. Because <laughs> I was like, this won't ever last, but yep. here we are. There you go. Howard the Duck, number one, the Ron Lim, one in 25 variant is next up on the list at $402. Next up is a very, very cool book that I actually pulled from a mystery box at WonderCon for my buddy Darkside Jedi in a 9.8. Yep. Marvel Collectibles Classic Spider-Man number one. This is the kind of funky Spider-Man number. People think it's actually uh, Spider-Man number three hundred, but it's actually Spider-Man number one. Uh, reprinting yeah. it with the cover of ASM three hundred in a chromium, and that this book has always been hot. But it uh, for those who don't know what it is. Marvel Collectors Classics came out with this series of these. I believe they did, uh, was it like X-Men number one? or They did, they did uh, three different X-Men books. So they did the issue X-Men 25 where Wolverine, um, this is uh, Animanium, pulled out of a skeleton. They did the first Kitty Pride, um, and then they did the class, X-Men one. Yeah. yeah. So this book just sold in a CDC 9.8. For one thousand one hundred seven fifty dollars, which I think yeah. is—I mean, at one point, probably a year ago, I saw this book go randomly, maybe around a thousand, all the way up to about fifteen hundred. Uh, if you get there's, I think there was a Stanley signed one that even sold for more. But you know, I think it was sold like right after Stanley passed away. Remember how Stanley signed books kind of flooded the market? You know, people. Right. Were, yeah. And at that point, but I think covering at this price, it's still a, a hard raw and surprisingly not easy to find in a nine eight because once th- these books are almost unpressable. I mean, if you yeah, get you it, can't press these books. you can't. Pre- yeah. I mean, you're it's what you get it as. I and mean, if you get it near yeah. mint, it'll stay near mint unless you read like a savage, you know, <laughs> and right, put the right. things in yourself. But there are, you go, are, man. I love are this. Chromium, cover. 
Are the Chromium books like um, cardstock kind of cover? Like, are they easy to stay in a 9.8 or do they just... This one is away? not cardstock. This one it's, is like kind of a flimsier it's, Chromium. It's rigid. Yeah. Actually, no, but you're right on this one. On these these reprints, the foil is actually pretty light. I'm trying to think of a book to compare it to. Um, but oh, you think any. about uh, Bloodshot, that Chromium cover where it's inside of a, a thicker hardstock cover? Right. On, you right. Know, so there, but I remember because I've actually flipped through this book before and I was like, oh, this is one of those. If you think about the DC kind of uh, foil covers on some of them that they did with Darth Knight or Dark, Dark, what is it? Dark Knight's Metal Knight, whatever mm-hmm. they were doing. Remember they were doing those special chromiums. Uh, yeah. Some mm-hmm. of them had this kind of flimsy. But um, when I see them and I see a ding in them, there's no getting it out because it's yeah. it's it's permanently on yeah. the book. So that's why these in a nine eight are surprisingly uh, hard to find. So get a, a hammer and anvil, right? Kind of <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Almost better off to keep it off raw than come back like an eight point You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. but nine point eight eleven. And what, what's super confusing is that most people will put this as Amazing Spider-Man three hundred. Exactly. But the, there's the other version, of the other Chromium cover is Spider-Man one. Which is actually Spider-Man Two for the Marvel collectible classics. Yeah, but so doesn't matter nearly go as much yeah. as this because you got double the collectors thinking it's it's you know ASM three hundred homage on an ASM one, but it's still right. Tom McFarland. Yeah, so right. yeah. great book to have. if you can find this. That's a great book to have. So um, Marvel collectibles classic Spider-Man number one nine point eight last sold for one thousand one hundred seventy five dollars. Next up is a book that. Uh, I haven't talked about it in a minute, and I'm expecting it to explode as soon as news comes out. We already got the news about Moon Knight. This book is going to follow quite soon. We're talking, yes, Marvel Spotlight number five, the first appearance of Johnny Blaze as the Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is one of those hot books that are waiting to explode, and people are already anticipating his books are moving up across multiple grades. This week, a CDC 9.8 sold for three thousand two hundred dollars up over one thousand from the last sale just a few weeks ago on october 18th the cdc 9.2 sold this week for five thousand two hundred ninety dollars up from almost a thousand dollars from the previous three sales i would say this book in a what maybe 6.0 and up just easy money all day long. yeah yeah i mean bronze books across the board are going up and i don't know if it's just Modern collectors are kind of, you know, new modern collectors are now moving into the next level, right? You can't just jump into um, gold. But uh, there's is, also the, guys like Deep Pockets like you. And I was like, you know what? 3200 No problem. Take it. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, this is also a smart purchase because moving into the next phase of Marvel, it's still unknown what's going to happen with Ghost Rider because they start and stop the show so many times. But, I think where... You see Werewolf by Night by 32, I think, is a good example of where Marvel Spotlight mm-hmm. can appear. Uh, obviously, there's been iterations of Ghost Rider already on the small screen and the big screen, but not done by Kevin Feige yet. Once they get the Feige touch on yeah, it, right. it's when it explodes like Moon Knight is going to be. So and, there you go. And this is a perfect example of kind of reinvesting in characters that have appeared, failed, and then might be coming back up. Like Iron Fist is a good one to be buying into now. Because so you're saying Nick Cage failed, and then Ronnie uh, Robbie Reyes kind of brought him back on Agents of Shield. You no, know, I think I think the Shield. I actually like the Nick Cage version. The, actually, the <laughs> last the last Ghost Rider film is so much fun. Um, it was definitely better than the first. The and one that was kind of like filmed in Russia. It was like his weird right, kind of yeah. yeah. Exactly, like the road scene at, at the end of that film is amazing. Um, that is that that's not Nick Cage, is it? 
No. Yes. It's when it he's is. jumping, like he jumps from car to car to car and like he jumps from <laughs> motorcycle. Then he jumps into a big rig and it turns into like a flaming. I mean, it's awesome. I think he, in that film, he pisses uh, Hellfire <laughs> right. too, right? right. It is, it's, it's insane. It it's is insane. Yeah. And Shield kind of like, it was exciting at the beginning and then it kind of got, the problem with like TV is it gets a little. A little mundane after, yeah. you know. And plus, they and, were blowing their effects budget just on Ghost Rider. They couldn't keep right, him around right. long enough yet. <laughs> so I think, I think, and all the give and take of like he's going to be in the MCU and he's not going to be in the MCU. I think it played a little. It was a little yo-yo game with this book, yeah. but I think collectors are now back on board. Yeah, because remember the Hulu announcements. It was when the last jump happened, and then yeah. you know, the kind of bad news that you know. Um, Jeff Loeb is leaving, you know, Hulu, and then we find out that Feige's going to take over Hulu again, and sadly, Hellstrom may be the last kind of remnant of, you know, the Jeff Loeb version of Marvel stuff that was on Hulu and Netflix, so kind of interesting, man, but uh, obviously, it's a hot book. Every collector should have it. I finally got a hold of another 7.0 after I sold my last 7.5, so I'm going to keep it now, because now you can't find them anymore, but before, you know, right before the the, uh, the Ghost Rider announcement on a TV show, you can see a lot of these books at, at Comic-Cons, right? I mean, they oh, were yeah. pricey, but they were still, they were still reasonable. Um, yeah. But these are starting to get once Werewolf One Night, people buy up Moon Knight, the next best thing, people are going to start getting Ghost Riders, what I think. All uh, right, Dennis, next up. Real quick, Dennis Hayes in the live chat saying that in a 9.8, this is the highest selling bronze book there is. Wow. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of think of it, it's almost the only pre code horror like book that Marvel does, you know, because you have a guy whose face melts off and turns into a skeleton. That's very pre code. I would arguably say that Ghost Rider has a larger cult following than Moon Knight has because Ghost Rider in the comics has been around multiple iterations of Ghost Rider whereas Moon Knight has been a small pocket of maybe vocal fans but Ghost Rider's always had even in the most recent runs like last year there was a major Ghost Rider storyline where, where Johnny Blaze basically takes over hell from Mephisto and then you have this kind of bleeds over into multiple titles and I just always tell people, I think Marvel supernatural horror stuff is the next bastion of things that people are going to start specking on now that we're, you know, you see Doctor Strange and all these things coming out, just grab anytime you see it. If you see my giant sized man thing out there, grab it. That's all mm -hmm. I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> so next up on the list is another book that I was like, I haven't seen this book in a while, man. But there you go. More yeah, of the kind yeah. of crazy kind so, of second print madness. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, number one, the Toy Biz, white cover second print. Go ahead, Matt. No, go for it. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, this is one of those weird ones that came out as well that you just don't see. And, you know, when it did come out, people didn't really care about second prints, right? This is 1992, yeah. the second print of Spider-Man 2009, of 99, number one. The book is, this is the book to own for Spider-Man 2099. This week, the second print found only in the Toy Biz figure packaging sold for a CDC 9.8 for 1600 That is 600 more than the previous high. And it's also hard to find a 9.8 because it came in that crazy toy biz action figure, uh, I guess, packaging, right? This is, I yeah. have a couple of myself that, you know, I leave in the package because, you know, I don't want to, but go to a toy store and you got guys stocking these shelves. They didn't really, you know, they, don't no. work. I mean, they didn't there, really care. There's a lot of, toy biz did a lot of these recreation covers and most of them don't sell for anything, but this one in particular, a lot of them are creeping up. Like there's a Scarlet Spider one that's creeping up um, Young Avengers is actually 
can be pretty expensive in a, in a high grade. We haven't seen a high grade one sell. Um, so anytime that this gets a high grade, yeah, they're going to go for big money. Yeah. I mean, and the relatively 20, low print runs too, because uh, yeah. obviously they're in toys. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. And, and who knows where most of those, when you bought the toy, most people just kind of threw the comic book side, threw them away, whatever. It was the toy that, you know, kids wanted back then. The Spider-Man 2099 was a popular character of the 90s, especially with kids, because, you know, he was, a, you know, a different, one of the early different costumes. And it was... Here, let me go uh, full screen, and I'll show you ones that I have that aren't quite as collectible, but this is oh, the yeah. little, the mini comic, and the bar this is the Doctor Strange Silver Surfer 2-pack. Yeah. This is the Doctor Strange pack that has it's not even it's a Marvel Masterworks pinup in the back of yeah, it. Yeah, the, the bullet figure. Yeah. So this is like the old school Doctor Strange, not the movie version. So that Galactus is, figure is pretty awesome, by the way. The yeah. build a figure. The build a figure. This is the old build a figures. Remember there's the Marvel Legends, the newer ones where you could build the figure. You find those at like uh like a Walgreens or Target, and this is like the old pack. When did this yeah. come out? This is a Toy Biz Worldwide as well. All right, yeah, let's so, start the auction, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you look so, at 2099. What's that? Sorry, John. So, so you can build Galactus? They gave you an arm and then a leg and stuff like that? Yeah, so every yeah. figure came with a piece. There was an Apocalypse. Yeah, I'll there show you the an, back of it right here. There's a Modoc. Oh, that's so cool. So you get all of them there. So Thanks. there's a Deathlock. A there's a Professor Xavier in a wheelchair. Bullseye, War Machine, and then they... They all build Doctor or Galactus. So wait, wait, wait. Professor Xavier builds into like a transformer into Galactus. No, no, no. So they, they just have a piece of uh, yeah, like a piece every, of oh, gotcha, a piece gotcha, of okay. Professor X. Yeah, yeah. So you can like take maybe his wheelchair and it becomes I don't know Doctor Galactus. So basically, they're like they're Voltroning Galactus a bit. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, boys and girls. Real interactive stuff about stuff that I just collect. Just I I collect it simply because it has Doctor Strange and it has Silver Surfer on it because I'm a huge Strange and Silver Surfer fan. So and, and this is a book we know Spider Man 2099 is coming in the next Edge of Spider Verse. So yes. these are which is the reason for this giant price increase because if you look at his first appearance in Amazing Spider Man 365, right? Is it 365? Yeah. Yeah, it, a lot of people don't like that first appearance because it's technically a preview at the end of that book. Um, and a lot of people don't like previews as first appearances. Depends Plus, it's a it. high print run because they were doing those special Halloween. It was a high print run. run. And Spider-Man 29 was a high print run. But So the second print is really tough to find, like we said, in, in high grade. Um, and it, I don't know. I like the white yeah, border. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The regular cover is just all red where it is. You see the white in this, but it, I think the white just makes it pop. The white, white yeah. is pretty. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Plus, man, whoever got it in 9-8, really congratulations. Because that's, like I said, these, the books, the toys I just showed you now, no way those comics are yeah. even, <laughs> they have been mashed on. They and even at 1600, when that film comes out, when you see Spider-Man 2099 interacting with the rest of the characters, in a first trailer, that book is going to go. Oh, yeah. Just like Batman Beyond, right? Spider-Man yeah. 2009 is the Batman Beyond of the Marvel universe. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Very fun. One, one thing before you guys move on, um, I just want to say to everyone who's kind of watching in the live chat, if you haven't signed up for the giveaway, uh, just scroll down to the link and sign up. Uh, we're going to do it at the end of this uh, call. Yeah, or, I will put it in the live chat as well. Just make sure you're subscribed and uh, you registered with uh, cover price. And I think they you you have to answer one question from the Survey Monkey, and then you're you're entered right. Well, you just have to put in your email. 
Uh, oh, you so. just have to put an email. <laughs> yeah. You, can, you can just bypass the whole survey part of it. There you go. <laughs> oh, no, we check. Don't you worry. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's in the live chat as well as the video description as well. So you still got time to sign up and we're giving away two six month full on memberships, the cover price. You could add your collection. You can go and export your CLZ database into it. And uh, it's great, great content, man. I, I, the, I mean, it, there's uh, not a mobile app for it, but the mobile browser works just as well as any app. It works absolutely great. I usually want to go to conventions, man. It absolutely kicks butt. So, all right, you see, I still got, we got two more books left. So uh, depending on how Matt and I space this out, you can have anywhere from five to 30 minutes, man. <laughs> uh, this one is not a surprise. This one actually was on our cover price top 10, but a different version showed up on the cover price top 10. Yes, that's right, boys and girls, with uh, Michael B. Jordan saying that he's on the production. His production company is going to be static number one. Now we had the blue kind of uh, polybag variant. Now, this is static number one. If you didn't know, back in the 90s, we loved anything that had platinum on it, right? Oh, platinum, yeah. gold, whatever. This is static number one. This is the platinum version and a CGC 9.8 sold for $900. I still have mine in the poly bag. And Matt, I want to explain, because when we talked about this, typically on poly bag versions, there, there really, there, there wasn't a big difference between sealed in the poly bag and removing it, like on some of the Marvel titles. But why was the poly bag version of this one so much different, as far as you know, getting more, getting a higher price if it was still in that blue poly bag? Uh, well, DC did this. I mean, it's, it shouldn't. Um, I mean, a lot of people like it in the poly bag. Technically, they're not made to last as long till now so the problem is the acidity in the bag does threaten the bag yeah. you know the book a little bit so it is time to pull them out um but dc did this for uh, the death of superman um they did it for oh man i'm trying to think i think everybody has for the death of superman, superman. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, superman logo everybody has that in still in their poly bags and, and like I would buy, I remember I'd buy like the platinum versions of Superman and I'd see if I wanted to grade it by just like, like feeling the spine in it to see if you could feel like, like a blind, if you're blind and just trying to feel the crevices in the exactly, spine through yeah. the um, and see I if have that gradable. for the, uh, the Midnight Suns, that Ghost Rider 28 yeah. when they polybagged them. But that polybag is a little bit different because you could actually see through it. The static right. blue bag, man, you cannot see through that thing. No, at all. it's hit or miss. You can pull it out and be like, "Ah, oh, this sucks." You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like those uh, Hardy Quinn, uh, right. or those uh, what was it, like three or four years ago. Uh, DC kind of did the. They were like the first ones to do a mystery bag. You didn't know. Oh, which... I, I bought so many of those trying to chase uh, the sketch covers, and I just ended up with a stack of. You know, books that aren't worth anything. Hey, it worked though. It, it got us buying them. It, it, oh, it, it totally worked. It brought out the bad gambler addict in all of us trying to. Like, I mean, that's what sports. <laughs> that's what sports cards do, right? Exactly. So it's like yeah. you buy the blind packs and you take your chance. Or Pokemon cards, or any of those kind yeah. of really yeah. those card sets. Yeah. So and I, I wish comics. I wish comics did it more because it's fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know, people are always complain. Oh, they're just a money grab. But then you're out there grabbing. Yeah, so it's, it's a working. total money grab. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last, second to last book on the list, is Static Number One, the Platinum CGC nine point eight, sold for nine bills. This one is kind of fun, man. Uh, this is the last one on the list, and this is a really, really cool cover. I think this is, believe it or not, Transformers and the Ghostbusters, the Clayton Crane Virgin variant, raw copy, sold for. 200 
dollars. I did not know, but Clayton Crane is a hot artist. Apparently, it was only limited to 300 covers, so you got a low print run, you got awesome art on it, and now you got it selling for two hundred dollars for a raw copy i'm trying to figure out when they limited 300 it sounds like it, it had to have been was it an online store variant it was scorpion yeah scorpion comics there you go which yeah. is pretty rare that well i guess because normally these store variants they'll get hot for a minute and then it just kind of go away but you right. know and well, they're normally the, limited to what 1500 so yeah, i guess they get pretty, pretty high but with idw they can do lower print runs there's a low exactly. threshold that you have to do with it um and this was a series, another reason, because it's kind of one of those mashup series, they don't typically do well in the aftermarket. Um, especially, you know, Transformers and Ghostbusters, they're, they're, they have a lot of big covers. And, but, you know, with like Ghostbusters, there's only a handful that really sell well. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they had a lot of faith in this one at the beginning. But when it first came out, um, within about three weeks after release, it was at $75, a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then just recently it's now creeping up because I mean, look at it. It's, it is an awesome cover. It's it one of the best. Awesome. You got to covers. really look deep into it to see yeah. all those. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on. Clayton Crane is, I mean, it's very detailed fighting. Uh, you got all yeah. the, you, got Slimer. you see Slimer at the very bottom there. At the very bottom, yeah. <laughs> we got a question I, from Joey in the, in the, uh, in the comment section asking, what's the book to grab if specking on Spider-Man 2099? I think you already talked about it, but in your opinion, well, it's, if if you're going to pick any book, and if you're not going to go for the sixteen hundred wiper, you know second print, if you can find a newsstand in number one, I think that's the way to go. Um, number one is still is a book that you could buy for ten bucks now, and if it's a high grade, it's I think it will be a solid two hundred dollar book when the film comes out. So I mean that's that's not sixteen hundred dollars, but if you spent uh, if bought ten of them for a hundred dollars, you can get there. Um, yeah. With, but this is the one, one to get. This toy biz, if you could find this. If, in, if you're a in, collector, this is the one you want on your shelf. Then the newsstand version of one, and then the newsstand version of 365. Um, I, I personally don't like 365. It's not one that I throw behind. But it is still the first appearance of them. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and Joey, if you don't know, 365 is the black uh, homage cover with the uh, silver oh, hologram uh, yeah. smack dab in the middle of it. So, And it's not technically a first appearance. It's a preview so there's that whole debate on what people uh, determine what uh preview is um um peter porker just asked and this is something that i was actually um was going to talk about but i was going to keep it to myself <laughs> oh, um, i have one of those for this one that i want i was going to keep to myself but it yeah is, so uh, uh, yeah, peter porker it. is asking um about the uh star wars uh, Dark Empire Platinum 1 through 6. And if you don't know, Star Wars Dark Empire is the first Dark Horse series for Star Wars. And it also explained how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. So that's why. That, that's a good spec. Yeah. This is a great that. spec. And I didn't want to talk about it because I just bought mine off eBay a couple of days ago. As soon as I saw it on The Mandalorian, mm -hmm. I thought I wasn't going to tell anybody and I was going to do a video about I it. I know exactly where there's a copy. So I'm going to have to go buy go that. Go and get week. that. So great, great question, Peter Porker. You beat me to the punch. But I bought my, my set off it off eBay. 
And in that series, it, first of all, it's if, as a Star Wars collector, you should get it because it's the first ever time that the Star Wars comics came out outside of the Marvel Bronze Age. So Dark Horse got a hold of it and they did this Dark Empire story. This is, you know, in between that, you had the novelizations. But in this series, it explains how Boba Fett was saved from the Sarlacc pit and then resurrected. Now, will the Mandalorian use that story in the show? You don't know, but... You, but we Peter saw Parker's it, right? been paying attention to what collectors have been buying, right? There's be, people have been buying on a lot less news, right? So, <laughs> but mean, great question, it, Peter, for you. Let, you let out my secret. End, that was him at the end of the first episode, right? That's that's what people are saying. Uh, spoiler was... alert. Yeah, for those who haven't seen it, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's seen <laughs> well, it. But uh, it's a week. You, you had a week to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> now, it could, it's probably him because all right so for those who don't know we're gonna talk about the mandalorian now if you haven't seen it you got five seconds five four three two one so early on in the story of the mandalorian you get to see boba fett's armor but not boba fett we find out this that uh whatever timothy oliphant's character got it off some jawas and you immediately i should have thought about right there the jawas found it somewhere there's a sarlacc pit reference to it everything and then when you see a cameo of boba fett at the very end of it uh, there's also rumors that Rex is going to be in the series as well. So is it Boba Fett or is it Rex? You don't know. Um, because the so the question is, is clones. exactly. And Boba Fett technically isn't Mandalorian. He's a clone of Jango Fett who was right. a Mandalorian. So uh, right. we don't know if he's been taught because now funny thing is uh, the day of the Mandalorian season two premiere, I went and got my, haircut at the barber shop my regular barber no longer worked there. i said just give me the next person so there's a guy named Gigi. Gigi saw that i was wearing a star wars shirt immediately told me she's part of the mandalorian mercs which is a huge group of mandalorian cosplayers that are part of the 500 first group you know that whole group wow. <laughs> she breaks down the mandalorian history to me verbatim wow. right i felt like i was stupid talking star wars with her because she just broke it down <laughs> she belongs to the Mandalorian mercs, and she was telling me, you know, Mandalorians are a creed, not necessarily a plan. If you look at Mandalorians, they could be different races, different colors, different everything. It's more of a creed. And my argument was, well, Boba Fett isn't really a Mandalorian, is he? Because he's kind of like Amway. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but there you go, man. I'll, I'll go full screen now. So great questions. If you guys have any more questions about the, uh, let me get this off the screen so you can see the beautiful guys' faces and we can start doing uh, the giveaway here. Um, before that, if any questions in the live chat uh, for our friends at Cover Price, let me uh, take this out for now. Sorry about, oops, oops. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it, I got it. Here That's we go. meta. There we go. <laughs> I was showing you the <laughs> secrets backstage there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely check out the Mandalorian and uh, Peter Porker is right. The first uh, there's also, I think explains later on in the rebooted Marvel universe, how Boba Fett could still be around, but that is the first time canonically. Can I say that canonically at first time it appeared in the comics was dark horse. And it was a series called dark empire. The first ever star Wars adaptation done on comic books outside of the original Marvel bronze age stuff. So there you go. Hope you guys enjoyed this top 10 list. Um, if we have, don't have any questions, you guys, again, we, we uh, stalled as long as you can. Are you ready to uh, announce the two winners there, John? Yeah. So I would, originally we were going to do the whole random number generator live, but then I realized we only have everyone's email address and we probably should put everyone's email address on the live feed that then people can like get mad at the winner. Oh, and okay. to them. So I, I went and did it and I picked the two winners with the random number generator. 
I can show it now, or should we answer some questions, or what should we sure, do? Sure, I mean, uh, I think we can do both. Yeah, don't leave him in suspense, since we already hooked them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, I haven't eaten right. yet. I'm starving, man. I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You want me to share your screen, your, uh, screen yeah. now? Yeah. So I took off All the right. full email address and stuff for these, but the two uh, winners are W. Hey now. Gavril and Al Picknell. Al Picknell, part of the Spine Tick Screw. Congratulations. Yeah. And, um, and uh, W.J. Avril, maybe an Avril Levine fan. I don't know, but congratulations. You both got a six-month full <laughs> membership. We take away that. Is it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so Al Picknell, we know he's a friend of the channel. So congratulations. Uh, John will email you guys uh, today or tomorrow, sometime else. Make sure you sign in. And congratulations, and thank you for supporting Cover Price and the Lords of Longbox. And I uh, appreciate uh, Matt and John for joining me here. We're a little... Always good to fun to talk to you guys. You guys can talk about the behind yeah, the scenes right. and uh, any new. Uh, you just heard it from Matt and John. If you have a CLZ account right now, you can export it to uh, Cover Price. You may email John at John at Cover Price. And they just uh, updated a bunch of their server farm stuff. It's a smooth user experience. And anytime you have a rare comic that for some reason is not on there, you can email the guys and ask them to add the information. Uh, and a receipt of how much you spent for it. So, so uh, it would be crazy if you guys ever put like crazy sales data from like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. It would just be wild, yeah. wild west. It would just yeah. It's, a lot of people we get a lot of emails of people like, "Hey, I sold this for so and so." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah good try, yeah, good try. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. We try not to play the game of that. We said yeah. if it's a sale that we capture from a legitimate. Uh, marketplace, then it makes it on the list. But then it's funny because everything averages out, right? I mean, if it's really trending up, we see that, you know, depending on now, the, you know, how many uh, sources I know due to certain partnerships, we can't disclose specifically who or where, but um, how many sources do you pull sales data and how often are do you pull the sales data? So we're pulling um, from five different online mar marketplaces, major ones. Uh, if you collect comics, you shop there and you contribute you know. to that whole thing. Um, but we can't say due to like terms and conditions and stuff. Yeah. But um, we're pulling like um, every day about, I think on average, uh, I think it's seven to 10,000 uh, sales. Then we parse through everything. Actually, it's actually like 17,000, but then we parse through it all. We have like a ton of algorithms. We're exploring a lot of um, different ways to make it, to do it more uh, effectively. We always err on the side of caution as best we can, because the last thing we want to do is mislead anybody. So we try to make sure that there's a, a confidence interval of like 98% that that's the correct book that's going to be applied to that. Um, people reach out. If there's something that's wrong with some of the prices, reach out. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll figure it out. There is the website. Um, you could sign up for free. You get a yeah, two-week for trial. And what are the price points of the different membership tiers again? So if you, um, pretty affordable, less than the price of a comic book each month. Uh, the lowest tier is $2.95 a month. The next tier is uh, $6.95, which is unlimited access to everything. Yeah, uh, that's $6.95, not anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, if, if you want to do the annual uh, membership, you can then, uh, it's only like $5. It comes out to $5 a month. So that's like for 60 but, um, yeah. you know, all that money goes right back into making it better, uh, paying for the team to and the developers to continue working. We have a lot of plans. Uh, we are we're doing a lot of fun stuff. And Matt and I kind of geek out about it. we were just on the call for like three hours today, uh, geeking out about like how we're going to update the trends, how we're going to update the um, the sales values and everything. Um, we're going to start bucketing raw comics by condition, something yeah, that nobody so else is doing. And it's crazy hard to do accurately, but we're looking at machine learning, image recognition, stuff like that. 
Um, so we're going to find a way to do it. So just so you guys know, when we pull this data or Matt gives us this data, we're only scratching the surface of it. Cause if there's a, if we do top 10, there's actually 50 of those books. So you can go from one to 50, yeah. the movers and shakers is 50 each, but we kind of pick what we think are the coolest books. The other ones you know are interesting too, but you may see them like this week's list was awesome because I've never seen that uh, back to the future cover before. And that was pretty yeah, cool. We, we try to pick out ones that, you know, because these are books that we usually put on a newsletter or kind of talk about through, you know, through the, that channel. We try to pick out books that have new highs um, and books that are just opportunity to kind of have a, a little lesson built into it. Um, you know, it's, it's like an after school special. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love talking about like the formation of image, like, you know, so I threw that into the last newsletter because some of the newsstands for those early image launch books um, are creeping up like a wildcat sold for $300 in the nine, eight, which Crazy. you have, have you ever thought of wildcats ever selling for more than 10 bucks, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. But those newsstands, people want them and they're yeah. creeping into those early books. So Matt and John and I are all from Southern California. So we can't wait till the shutdown ends. So we can hopefully meet up at WonderCon and talk fun. to all you guys and San Diego and, but we're just a holding pattern right now, man. So uh, we probably yeah. bumped into each other before WonderCon. We just didn't even know it. So there you go. Man. Next time we're going to wear the cover price shirt so you guys can recognize us. There you go. <laughs> just, look for, just look for the bald people. You know, we're going to have the yeah. cover price Lord's booth at WonderCon or San Diego one year. Nice. Say it now. It will happen, right? Ooh, All right. Any last words, John? What's that? Any last words? Oh, um, just going to say, you know, if you haven't given us a try, try cover price. It's it's free for 10 days and then it's pretty darn cheap for the rest of the, the time you want to use it. If you have any suggestions, recommendations, if you want to volunteer and help us, um, John at coverprice.com, uh, you know, reach out and we'll make it happen. Uh, just or, like just keep, or just keep watching the Lords of the Lawn Box and you don't have to subscribe at all. Yeah, there you go. Or subscribe to both and be a volunteer poll worker. But when we say poll, we mean P O L E, not P O L L. Man, any last words? No, that was it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, really thank you guys for joining us, breaking it down, dropping some knowledge on the folks here. We will see you guys again Tuesday for the cover price top 10 and then back again next Thursday for the shakers list. Cause I think you guys dig the content and uh, really appreciate you guys subscribing to the Lords of long box and subscribing to coverprice.com. So until next time, boys and girls keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Yeah, <laughs> now let's do this. Rewind, select, and come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Jump, 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 jump. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is